from the desk below. Welcome back from the desk below. Now, man, I was late to the party on this gentleman right here, but man, yo, what I like to tell myself, it's never too late to discover a new artist right now. And when I played this gentleman's album, now this, now this album was only 10 tracks. I was blown the hell away from it because I wasn't expecting to get the, the pain and the realness because when we're in this underground renaissance, we're like dusty loops and hard-hitting rhymes. Man, yo, we got like a whole life experience with ventilation right here. The whole BBM movement, man, is, is something very special and something that we should hold dear to our hearts as Canadians, man, because they're leading the way within this underground renaissance right now. And man, it's only a pleasure, man, to document one of the artists, man, who released one of the most standout albums of 2020. Found him through my guy Ace on Eastwood, so without further deductions, I'd like to welcome to the show, Family Green Black. Appreciate that, appreciate that, appreciate that. That was a real dope introduction, for real though. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta let the people know how it is, straight from the heart, sir. Yeah. So, um, I think I actually heard you before, so let's start this off real interesting now. I think, I may have heard you through A-Song, yes, but did you go by Black Nazi before? Yeah, I did, I did ah. go by, and I did go by that. I had to change my name because, you know, people offensive thing and all that stuff, which I don't understand because Griselda got all type of offensive oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. I had to do it that way. But yeah, I was black Nazi. I, I still go by that when people still call me that. But like on paper, yeah, I can't do that. It was too offensive. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, because I remember yeah. hearing you on a couple of Danderson projects. I'm like, damn, you know, this guy's nice. And then I never knew that you reemerged as Family Game Black because I was still looking at Black Nazi. I'm like, man, where is this guy? And then once you once you finally get in tune, like with what's going on in the underground, it's like, oh, so he put out a ten track album that I was sleeping on. So I beat myself up over that. So when we're getting into this, was this your first like? album that you ever put out in the atmosphere like not no mixtapes or anything like a full-on album this my first ever oh, ever man ever, ever. Yeah. yeah so so you really because a lot of artists they like to say i put my pain sweat and blood into this and it doesn't really show but with yours this felt like like everything that you went through and everything that you held up inside like it floated out magically throughout this 10-track album. And I couldn't believe that the versatility that I was hearing within these 10 tracks. I was like, damn, yo. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, this is my, this my first first album ever doing, you know what I'm saying, music. How, how I got into it. Like, I've always been 
into the music. Like, I used to do it as a hobby and produce, you know what I'm saying, when I was younger. Oh, you produced too? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a little producing too. I, I, was, I was doing that more than I was doing, like, the rhyming and stuff like that. I was doing the producing, but, yeah, uh, my homeboy, a real close friend of mine, we call each other cousins. We, like, real close. We real cool, you know what I'm saying? And um, he was pushing me to do the music over the years because I had moved over here. I had moved from Canada, from New York. I'm originally from Rochester, New York. I just happened to have dual citizenship. So uh, my boy Cal, you know what I'm saying, he brought Ace through, you know what I'm saying, and then Ace spit for me. I spit for Ace, and just we've been connecting ever since then. But then even at that time, when Ace, when I had met Ace, he was telling me, like, yo, it's a whole underground scene of hip-hop. They bringing back the old, you know what I mean, boom-bap hip-hop. And I didn't even I didn't even know none of this stuff was going on, you know what I mean? So I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I can actually, you know what I mean, get into this shit. So I just started doing the features. Dude, they were, Every time they do a joint, Daniel Sonna hit me up, say, yo, I want to get you on this joint. I go to the studio. We cook up in the studio. Lay some joints down. They put me on the albums, and then everybody was like, "Yo, you need to put out an album." Oh yeah, you know what I mean? facts. That's 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 how that came about for real. So, I, I I literally like jumped off the porch, like jumped out of the porch, came out of from nowhere. You know what I mean? And <laughs> did my album and just boom. Now you yeah. hit. Now you got the family game black. Like now I'm hit. You know, want to know how I got the family game black? So, uh. I got family game tatted on my chest. That's something that I that me and my family go by. Like we call it, we are we we the gang. You get what I'm saying? My family is my gang. So that's how he gave me that name because I used to always say family gang, family gang, and all that shit. So yeah, he just like yeah, I'm gonna call you family gang black. And then when I seen it on the album, you know what I mean? It is what it is. So it has a good yeah. rhythm to it. I like it, and it stands out too. It's not something that we see every day as an artist name. It's like damn, let me see what family game black has to say. And man, you definitely do have a lot to say. So, you're from Rochester originally, but you were born in Canada by accident. Let me explain. My mother, uh, my mother came on a. My mother is actually she from Jamaica. You okay. Know what I mean? But my grandmother signed for them to come over here when they were younger, so she ended up with Canadian and uh, Jamaican citizenship. But she lived in. She moved to New York when she was 19, and she's been living there her whole life. And then she got pregnant with me in New York, you know what I'm saying? And then she came to visit my grandmother. And on the visit, when she was visiting my grandmother, boom, she went into labor with me. So that's how I got the citizenship. But even if I was born in New York, I would have got it regardless anyway. Because as long as one of the parents is a citizen, it automatically makes the children a citizen. Because my siblings, they got, they got Canadian citizenship. And they was born in New York. So I would have got it regardless. Oh, yeah. And plus, like... That's what's like the best of both worlds now too, because like you being like being made in New York, but you're born in Canada. Like, this is why like the music sounds so good, because like you have the best of like the East Coast and uh, the, the Toronto flavor with it, and that's something like we don't see every day. Because let's be real, upstate New York is killing it right now. I mean, but I mean, but I mean, but Toronto hip hop always been East Coast hip hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's what's different between Toronto hip hop? In New York hip hop back in the day, only difference is the regions. You get what I'm I, saying? That's right. I guess but it was still it was still boom bap. It was still hip hop. It was still underground. The only difference is he would implement the reggae into his shit, 
But yes. it wasn't really no it, it wasn't really no difference. You got artists like that I used to listen to because I used to listen to the Shaw Claire's and the Socrates. Ah, yes. They was playing that shit in Rochester. You feel me? So it was it's it's it's, all, it's the same thing. It ain't no different. Only difference that make it different is the place. That's it. You well, feel me? Well, I think it's like the regular because like we don't really hear like you know like upstate New York like sample like the Rega era like how it like Toronto does too because Toronto is very multicultural like there's a ton of different cultures that get mixed all into one this is why like the music sounds so great and when people think of like Toronto they're like Drake Drake when I like to think of Toronto I'm like man you know Brampton like the Brampton you know Daniel something yo like like there's more than just Toronto I like to tell people too well you know what it is you know what it is about why people don't know about us because for one a lot of people don't even really know about us. You get what I'm saying? And it's like once people get exposed to us, they're going to want to mess with us because you got to understand, like I said, before Drake, who do we have as far as hip-hop back in the day? We Like I said, we had the Cardinals, Socrates. Socrates. Cardinals, you know what I'm saying? The Jelly Stones, all these artists, oh, point yeah, blank. So like I said, Toronto hip-hop has always been the underground, gritty. It always started from that. So that's where it originally started from. You get what I'm saying? So... So for for like even now that Drake is 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 out, it's it's a blessing because like he got other people outside of outside of seeing Drake and Tory Lanez is gonna be like, yo, who else is in Toronto? Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's a gift and a curse, but it's definitely more of a gift because like I said, people just now starting to hear about us and they're like, oh shit! And the blessing thing about it is we're not just representing for Toronto, we represent. For the whole all of Canada, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just I just think the people like you, you know what I'm saying? People who who listen to the music and support the music got to just keep pushing it out, keep pushing it out because whoever you know, the people around you in your circle listen to the same music you listen to, you gonna put them on, so on and so forth. So we just gotta keep keep putting it out, keeping exposing it, keep pushing us, and that's it. But um, we definitely definitely that's it. We just need a little bit more exposure because i know once once they get really really exposed to us they're gonna fuck with us yeah that's a factor there because my og he don't listen to like nobody knew so when i was playing like physics of filth he went on this like daniel said rabbit hole and I, next time he rolled up to me he's playing ace on eastwood i was like oh so you, so yeah, you like bbm eh? you see what i'm saying it's a, yes a lot of people are from that older generation who still like that music and still want that kind of music and they don't even know that we out here and i'm pretty sure once they find out they're gonna be like they're gonna be on it so yeah. you know we just gotta we just that plays a part into us too us, us putting ourselves out there and marketing myself like that's why i've been like me and ace talk a lot you know what i'm saying we've been talking about this for the past three four years like oh wow yeah, like me and Ace is me and Ace is real cool. We 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 real close. You know what I'm saying? From the time we've been met with the music, we we actually talk. And he's not an easy dude to get a hold of, and he's not very. You know what I'm saying? Not, he don't let everybody around in his circle. So I'm fortunate to even him him have me around like that. But we've been talking about it. Like yo, I'm telling you, once people get exposed to us, bro, that's it. And he's starting to see it. You know what I'm saying? He just dropped his last project, and he started even before his last project, people was hitting him was like, yo, I didn't even know, they didn't even know that he was in Toronto, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He kept saying, you don't even sound like you're from Toronto, but he's like, no, I'm from Toronto, I'm from the East. So he he's he's one of those dudes that reps Toronto, and he reps Toronto to the fullest, like, he's from the soil of Toronto. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people, 
in, in due time, bro. In due time, you know what I'm saying? They going, they definitely gonna know. Yeah, cause timing is everything, and what I like to tell people is too, like you can't rush greatness, cause sometimes greatness will take two to three years for it to go, and then when it gets going, it's really gonna go. But not only, not only that too, you gotta look at it too, like with the music scene in Toronto, it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so flooded with this new type of trap music and this new era of music that. Now, it's like I said, it's a gift and a curse. It's, the, it's a curse because not too many people hearing us because of the market of music, but in the same breath, it gives us a chance to create our own lane. You get what exactly. I'm saying? You in your own lane, can't nobody really knock you off for that. You get what I'm saying? So it's definitely, and not only that, we, I look at it as like we, the foundation and the forefront of the new generation of the underground hip hop. You get what I'm saying? Fast. So the people who always are the forefront and the foundation always have to like we always gonna get overlooked it's gonna be a couple years before people really start paying attention because people gonna start paying attention but also people gonna be looking at us like oh shit if they doing it ain't from here i can do that too so you know what i'm saying so that's how i look at it just like how cardinal and all of them gonna be like the godfathers of their era that's what we looking to aim to be. Of course, we want the money, and of course, we want the but the respect and the, and the, and the honor for doing this and rebringing this back and being gods in our time. That that would be more. That would be more for me. What what, what, we, what I'm looking for when it comes to this. But we definitely going to definitely be the ones to to be that one. You know what I'm saying? To be the the, the foundation. Like you know how back in the day when they had the hip hop, you got your rock cams, your cool Kurtz. They was the foundation, and then you got the 90s, you got the Nas, the Jay-Z's, the oh. You get what I'm saying? They was the gods of that era. Then you got the early 2000s, the Jadas, the, the, the G-Units, and then now, boom, it's our era. We're going to be the foundation for this. So, yeah, it's a blessing, man. I look at it like that. And what I like about this, too, is, like, the music is, you guys don't do it for the money. You can tell, like, the passion is in there. Like, the way that you guys marketed your rhymes, too. Because, like, you guys could have put anything out there. It's like, yo, we're just going to sell this. But when an artist puts his heart and soul into it with, like, the most heartfelt lyrics, I think that's where you went in the long run because the audience has more of a personal connection when they hear it from somebody else. Like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to connect to the people is you got to be yourself and really speak who you are because at the end of the day you're not the only person who think like that i'm not the only person who's been through what i went through i'm not the only person who's you know what i'm saying struggling that type of pain so a lot of people out there is going to be able to relate i'm just the one who can speak and say the things that they can't say you get what i'm saying and i just give it to them in a form to where they they can relate and not uh, at the same time as music, so we all got a connection. So yeah, that's that's all it really be. That's how I look at my music. Like I can't really be like everybody in a drug dealer, everybody in a gangster, everybody in a robber. That's we talking about the average everyday people. You get what I'm saying? So my music is is for them too, but my music is chopped for everyday reality, basically. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I do with my music. I just put my life. And I just say, you know, I ain't the only one that's going through this. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna write this, and other people are gonna relate. I know they're gonna relate to it. You get what I'm saying? Seven billion people in this world. So a lot of people are gonna relate to me. I've been through what I went through, or you know, what I'm saying, understand what I've been through. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. Because we all have a story about about our humble beginnings, and I can only imagine you, like as a young child, looking up to like these hip hop stars, like Daniel. One day I'm gonna be that. 
So who was like the one person who really talked to you, like until like you know, you're black, you have a gift, and you need to do something with that. Who is like the one person to put the battery in your back? <coughs> uh, I'm gonna be real with you, not to, <coughs> not to be cocky. Oh no no no! Please no. I've always I've always been talented in certain things and like acting and all that stuff. I've always been like that since I was young. I've always been to, into music and just stuff like I've always been fond of that like i've always had an interest for that but whoever like to make me take it serious was my boy cal like he was the one who was like always on me like yo black he was like the annoying you know what i'm saying baby mom like yo you need to get your shit together blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like that's how he was he's still like that to this day so he was the one who definitely pushed me because he knew like i knew it too but he knew it more than I did, and that was a crazy thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why after when I released my project, I'm like, yeah, I gotta take this serious. But Callum was the one who definitely, definitely pushed, pushed, pushed me, like to do this, my boy. Because it's very rare for an artist to get their first project like pushed up on vinyl. Like yeah, CDs, like yeah, that's like the standard. But for a first project to get pushed up on vinyl, like that's an. Oh hold on, I don't mean to cut you off. You know who's to be on me like that too? I'm gonna tell you. Daniel Sun used to be Daniel Sun used to be on me heavy, bro. Like I would I would be sitting in the studio and I'm really sitting next to Daniel Sun for fifteen minutes on Daniel Sun just going in on me like, yo, you gotta do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, Daniel Sun used to push push me a lot, a lot, a lot. You get what I'm saying? I he, he like once I started working on the project, Daniel Sun used to be on my head. He used to be on me, on me, on me. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's another one. And that must be like, 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 just be like, cause you see like the waves that he's making now too. Like, I like how like, like, like Buck Wild, like they really fuck with you guys out there. Like they repost your stuff, they buy your copies. Like, damn, you know, like you know these guys produce for Biggie and they're they're messing up the Canadians now. It's like it's a, you know, it's, I, that's the craziest thing to me. That was like one of the dopest things ever because I grew up listening to Ditc. Yeah. So to have these dudes like holler at us and like us and want to work with us, yeah, yo, that shit, that shit dope, man. That shit is dope as hell, bro. Like I never would have thought, I never like. Of course, when you listening to it, you always have dreams of like, yo, I want to do this and I want to do that. Yeah. But I never in a million years would have thought that these dudes would actually be fucking talking to me, like little old black ass me. Like never would have thought that shit. Bro. Well, it's, I like how you say that you like DITC because past guest of mine, I think that you would really sound good of OC because when I was hearing your album, man, I'm like, man, yo, I really wish, like, because I know they mess with Buckwild, man. I'm like, I wonder if they can get Family Game Black and OC together. That would be dope because I ain't going to lie. Jewel's was a classic album. I still listen to that shit to this day, bro. Like, I still listen to fucking Jewel's to this day. My World is one of my favorites. Yes, songs. sir. War Games of Organized Confusion. Yeah, that that whole album, that whole album, the one with him and Bumpy Knuckles, like that whole album is a fucking. Joel's was my favorite song. That beat, I don't know, it's just I'm a person who like beats too, because I'm a producer, and it was just something about that beat that just used to gravitate. And I remember the video and everything. Like, yeah, that's a classic, classic album. OC is definitely a legend, man, a legend in this shit for real. So I was wondering on who you grew up listening to, because everyone has like you know you could say like a random name like um. I don't know, maybe like Quasimodo or something like that. Be like totally out random. So like, who did you grow up listening to? I was wondering. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have a, I didn't have like a favorite artist because here's what it was. Once I once I learned like we had this radio station back home called uh, Straight from the Underground, 
and it will play all underground hip hop. So from like ten o'clock till seven that morning. Oh, damn. So he plays so much. Like this dude is like he's been doing this since the fucking early eighties. Oh jeez. He's like he's like an OG when it comes to this shit. So he knows everything, all this, all that, and he don't just listen to anything underground hip hop. And it's nice he listened to, and that's how I got exposed to it. But it was so many different artists. It was hard for me to have a favorite artist. You got to think about. We talking about the '90s. We talking about '96. We talking about. Let's take out the major ones like the Nas, the Jay Z. Yes, yes. You got. Let's take them out. Take them out. You know what I'm saying? You got Killer Army. You got. You got Chino XL. You got Bumpy Knuckles. You got uh 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 um. Boot can't cut. You get what I'm saying? It, it, it's just so many. Roz Kai's exhibit. You get what I'm saying? Like we can go, we can go on for days about how many artists back in the '90s was nice. But and, and it's for me to say when people say they top five, they talk. How can you have a top five? Well, look what we had in the '90s. Capone and Noriega. Like look at all these different oh, yeah. styles. And you know what I'm saying? So me, I never really had a top five. I think people go by top five off of success. You get what I'm saying? And I don't really look at the success because, I mean, this is a different sport. You can be successful, but you can, you you be trash at the same time. You get what I'm saying? Puffy is successful, but his pen <laughs> game. Ain't, you get what I'm saying? His pen game ain't the best. So it's it's like the '90s was it was just the, the culture period, just the music. You get what I'm yeah. saying? We got fucking uh, uh, what's his name, Sean Price, and those guys. Like, come on, bro, it's too many. It's too many. So just just the music period, I just all of them, bro, all of them. So everybody in that era, just that whole era, period. So like outside of hip hop too, did you gravitate to anything like jazz, rock, like something like totally out the random, like? I, I I like music, period, bro. Like my 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 dad is a musician. Like my dad taught himself how to play the piano. Oh wow. He was in a band and all that shit. Like that nigga used to kick it with Rick James and all type oh, of shit. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I always had it in me. If it's music, I don't give a fuck. If it's rock and roll, jazz, yeah, I'm a big jazz fan. I listen to a lot of jazz. I even listen to that shit right now, like a lot of '70s jazz. I think that's the best jazz ever, the '70s. So I'm, I'm I listen to jazz. I like I like a lot of I like a lot of orchestra because I, I remember when I was in elementary, my teacher took it to us. Uh, you ever heard of Phil Harmonic Orchestra? Yes, sir. Yeah, my teacher took us to that and just going there and seeing all that shit and hearing all that shit in live is a different fucking it's different than hearing it on speakers when we actually there. Yeah. It's crazy. So that really got me into that. So I like movie themes and shit like that. I'm I'm big on music, bro. If it's dope, I like it, bro. I don't give a fuck if it's hip hop, rock and roll, don't matter. If it's nice, it's nice. I, I listen to a lot of Western names too, like the old nineties oh, um uh uh, rock and roll like Metallica and fucking Green Day and motherfucking oh, wow, Star. I never said wow, like, Green Day. Jesus. Yeah, I listen, I listen to that shit, bro. Because you know what? The reason why I listen to that shit because you can tell I got a lot of pain in my music. And yeah. When you listen to their music, you can tell like how those artists they was real dark and they had a lot of shit emotionally. Like the dude from Soundgarden. Uh, what's the other dude? Uh, Nirvana. Like if you listen to their oh, music, yeah. They were fucked up. They were fucked up. So I kind of relate. I kind of relate because I can understand the pain of, of feeling that way. Or, you know what I'm saying? Going through that shit when you in a mental, when you in a bad mental state. So they make some dope music. We just 
people don't people from my areas don't be listening to that shit because you know what I mean you know what it is they just they yeah it, but yeah man I, I've been a fan of all type of music bro I don't just I don't just stick to one genre of music bro music is music and if it touches your soul you can't control that you know what I mean that's so, fact that's big facts it could be anything if it touches you it's like wow like I don't care yeah. what this is so like so like coming up now too. I can only imagine how high school was for you. Like, did you go to high school in the States or in Toronto? No, I went to high school in, in, in New York, in Rochester. Oh, wow. So, they, yeah, I'm guessing these, like, metal detectors, like what we see in the movies when they do in the States. Yeah, we, we had we had the metal detectors and all that shit. Like, but I know y'all be looking at that shit like that shit is crazy, but you got to understand where I come from. That shit is, it's like, it's not, it's not normal in a good sense, yeah. but it's like... It's kind of normal, but yeah, we had metal detectors and all that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah but my my high school was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? It had like every high school in America. You know what I'm saying? Some high schools was better than others. Mine wasn't too too bad, but we had our little shit. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so when you were coming up now too, like, did you like know like Riggs, Mav, and Mooch around that time now too? Like, did you were you able to see that come up? Okay, so here's the thing. I never, I didn't know, I, I already knew math. Oh, wow, okay. I knew, I knew of Gates, because the neighborhood that Gates is from, my brothers are from that neighborhood. Oh. So they, Gates' older cousin and my older brother grew up together. They like this. So they always, I've always seen of Gates and heard of Gates and knew of Gates, but we never really, like, physically met until we did the music. But we were, oh, wow. it's kind of like, we, we kind of like, Knew each other, not knew each other, but we were connected through family and friends and shit like that. Yeah, that's crazy to find, like, you know, like, you may have had interactions in the past, but when you really start getting serious with the music, like, it all kind of connects because, like, yeah. everybody knows Brown Bag Money and the Cloth have, like, crazy chemistry when they collab together. So, when, to see when you guys work together, the one thing I always like to say is, like, that was, that was, that was on the strength of me because what happened was, I didn't even know that Riggs, like I said, when I had found out about everybody who's doing the music and who was in it, like I had only knew about Griselda because when I had, when I first met Ace, he was telling me about Conway. He's like, yo, you don't know about Conway? He's from Buffalo. And I'm like, bro, I don't know shit. I, Cause all I did was work. That's all I did was work. And that's it. So I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck going on. So he like, look him up. So I'm looking him up and I'm like, oh shit. And then, you know how when you go on YouTube and you pull up the artists and then similar artists just show up? Yes, sir. So then going Lil Ethos, 38s. But I'm looking at Lil Ethos. What people don't understand is Lil Ethos and 38, they've been doing this. For a long since time. I, since I've been in high school, bro. Oh, damn. You get what I'm saying? I'm 36. Like, we grew up in high school listening to these dudes. You get what I'm saying? So... I'm like, oh, that's when I got, when I started getting familiar, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's a, this lane is back. So, uh, Future Wave had brought it up to me. He's like, yo, you heard of Riggs? And I'm like, nah. He's like, he's from your city, bro. You need to look him up. And I looked up Riggs, and I'm like, oh, shit, this dude is nice. And then I saw who he was connected with. I'm like, oh, shit, he connected with Mav. So, I hit Mav up, and I'm like, yo, Mav, I'm over here with these dudes, and we doing the music. They want to, you know what I'm saying, get some work in, and... Sibs has sent some beats, but you know Mav and them, they real, 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 real picky. You get oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. They had picked the joint, and we had, the first joint we actually did was a joint called Paul Bearers. 
Nobody never really heard that, but that was the first joint we did. And then ever since then, we just been like connecting. And then I had brought them the tuna fish video. They shot that in Rochester with uh with uh Soze and Riggs. And uh, we had I had they had came to the city and yeah, linked them up and we had brought them to the east side and then I had brought them to my hood and shit. So yeah, once we started doing that, they was going back and forth. They was going back and forth without me sometimes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, bro. Yeah, so we made that was a good connection we made, man. Yeah, yo, because the, the music we got out of that, I can only imagine if you didn't make that connection. Yeah, man, I, I was surprised too, cause you like I said, I didn't think Matt. I didn't think, at first. I didn't think Matt was going. You know, what I'm saying I didn't think he was gonna mess with us, cause you know, what I'm saying he already had his thing going on and all that shit. But you know, what I'm saying he fucked. He fucked with us and he fucked. He took. You know, what I'm saying he, he took what I said to him. You know, what I'm saying like yo, just fuck with us and you see where we at right now, bro. So yeah, I like how and you said def- that. They about- definitely holding it down for the underground scene in the city, bro. Like for real, for real. Oh yeah, yeah, cause last year, like that's. Every single blog that I posted, I swear, I've seen their names pop up. I'm like, damn, they're, like, they're really making the waves out here with these blogs and with their music and actually it, it connecting to the people. And I kind of like how you said about like Griselda, too, because when you punch it on YouTube, similar artists will come. What I like to tell people is, yeah, this underground combat, you know, put me onto Griselda. And then, but once I got everything out of Griselda, I was like, I want more. So this is when I started to find like Danielson, like Aeson, Eastwood, Rig, the Mooch, and like the list goes on from there. It's like, dude, there's way more than just Griselda out there. I tell people. Yeah, man. But you know what? I I, I be feel I don't I don't feel no type of way about it too. But you know, I, I get I get it now because now you got we live in the era of the super fan, right? Yeah. So it's once they onto something, they onto something. It's really hard for them to like tune that out. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really feel no type of way about it. I just con- consistently put in nice, nice work. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, they'll, they'll catch on it. You know what I mean? Well, because you know, everybody had their moments. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Moment here, then that died out, and the moment here, that died out. So at the end of the day, we just the best thing to do is when everybody in their moment is to take the best advantage of it. You get what I'm saying? So. That's all. That's all that really be. I don't. I don't really trip about it. I just make me go a little bit harder because it's like, okay, eventually you gonna. Eventually you gonna like. I promise you that. You get what I'm saying. So that's all that be, man. Now, when you were naming your album Ventilation, I like how it really goes with the music instead of just make naming it something random like The Arrival or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you actually named it something that was relevant towards your music. So when you're naming an album title like this, did you have to wait until you finish it? It's like, I'm going to call it Ventilation. No, I already knew what I wanted to do from the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I already had the idea. The name was what, was what I was tricky about because my, even my whole process of how I wanted to push it, uh, friend of them was like, nah, we ain't going to do that. We friend is very, like, he's very, I, I mean, I trust him because he knows and he has a knowledge yeah. of it, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes me and him is like, we don't argue, but it's like, come on, bro. Just he's just like, no, 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 bro. <laughs> yeah. But he, I, I, I trust him because he know he know what he's doing, and you know what I'm saying. He, he's a visionary when it comes to certain shit, right? You get what I'm saying? Like even even him taking my picture, like everybody liked the picture. You get what I'm saying? And I just looked at it as a regular picture, but like everybody liked the album pictures, but what? Even the the process, I already knew like what I wanted to do, the concept of the album, 
my whole thing. I'm not one of those artists that just go on write. A lot of these artists that I notice they'll just go on the studio, play a beat, write it, put that away later. Do it and just keep going on and then they come back together and just, okay, put, pick these songs, pick these songs, pick these songs and we're going to put this and we're going to make this out. That's not my process. My process is let's come up with a concept, let's come up with a meaning, let's come up with a storyline, let's come up with something so when you hear it from beginning to fucking end, it makes sense. I'm bringing you into my world. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm, anybody can fucking write a rap, but tell a story, tell and, 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 yeah. and make the way you capture in the person's mind because at the end of the day, you not there physically with that person, but if you can be able to connect with that person through the mind and you know we're around them, that's dope. So I always have a concept so people can understand what I'm doing and what I'm saying in my music and where I'm coming from. So it's it's that's how I do my, my album write-up process. Yeah, because I'm going to throw When I was playing that album, yo, I beat myself up over that. I'm like, how the hell did you not listen to this last year? Because I like an artist who, like, like other artists who have I've interviewed before, they're like, I'm not going to really make a personal album like that because I want to wait. But, like, with you, like, it's very rare to bring instantly into the world instead of, like, I have to go out and live it. You actually did live it. And with the, with even the opening track, Ventilation, I like he didn't make no, like, random intro. It's like, I'm going to be spitting the most powerful, hardest bars over the hardest trap beat. It's like, no, man, you, you took it to the heart. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that was the whole, that was the whole purpose of it was just, like, uh, just me getting off everything, not everything that I went through, but a lot of the traumatizing shit that I have went through in my life in the past. And you know what's the crazy thing? Everything that I really talked about on my album was from the period that I left New York and came to Toronto. Oh, damn. That was a crazy thing. Yeah, it wasn't even like all the shit happened, most of the shit happened back home, or a lot of shit happened back home, but I wasn't there when it was around to happen, you get what I'm saying? So it was like, I left New York to get away from certain shit and move out of my environment and boom, I come over here and boom, crazy shit is still fucking happening. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of that shit was just from my whole period of living in Toronto and I just, I my, my mother kept telling me like, yo, you need to go get counseling, you need to go talk to somebody, you need to like let that shit go. And I was like, yo, I'ma just, put it into the music because that was a way for me to get that shit off and talk about it. it's a lot of it's way more shit that I even talk I can only imagine because you only gave us 10 tracks yeah so like just 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 taking my life and putting it into the music was just a way of me getting that shit off instead of like going to a counselor and all that shit yeah. but people I feel like people who do have some type of mental trauma or some type of PSTD should seek some type of counseling or should talk to somebody because you having that shit build up in you will destroy you mentally. And once your mind goes, everything else outside of you goes with that. You get what I'm saying? So people need to understand that. So, yeah. Because yeah, your mental health is everything in, the, in, this, in this day and age now, too. Because if you don't have that, you, you really ain't there. Yeah, people don't understand the brain is a muscle. I, we don't, we can't exercise it like going to weight room but we can't exercise it by doing certain things and, and reading and, and certain things that you know what I'm saying take your mind from the negative thoughts in your mind because once you keep having these negative thoughts in your mind it becomes an illness you get what I'm saying it's like a mental illness it's like a disease 
a dis-ease of the mind. So once you start having this, a dis-ease of the mind, other shit with your body starts fucking up. Because remember, your mind controls everything. Without this, this don't do shit. You get what I'm saying? So it's very important that the brain should be the most healthy, healthiest thing on your body before anything. That's the whole gem right there for the listeners listening right there. So yeah, hey, if you if you need that, take the man's advice, cause man, yo, that could save your life one day, everyone. When you're making an album like Ventilation, what I like is the spoken words parts at the end of some songs now too. I was like, oh, like you actually like letting like without rhyming, you actually like speaking to them, and I think that's what that's what's missing is like an explanation. It's like, damn, you know, like. When you speak it, it's different from when you actually rhyme it. I, you know what? I'm glad you said that because, you know what? I had a whole process for my album, but, like, I don't want to say they was trying to rush it to get out, but they was trying to rush it because they just wanted to get me out, which I'm glad they did. But I think this would add a little bit more flavor. So I had did my own interview. I had interviewed myself. One of the producers, Slang, I said, yo, let's do an interview, and then we're going to take bits and pieces of the interview and put it up to the lead to the song so they can understand what the song is about. You get what I'm saying? That's why when you see uh, Life of Pain, you see me talking about it, but that was from an actual whole interview. So I really wanted to put pieces of that into the, into the, I wanted to lead up to every song. You get what I'm saying? But we didn't get the chance to do that. But. Yo, that that's actually brilliant. So it's like, yo, I'm going to use somebody else's. Like, yo, how about let's do our own? Yo, that is like, yo, I really wish there was more on this. So I, if you do that for future projects, man, that would be well appreciated. Yeah, I might, I might put the interview out. So I might put the interview. My boy was telling me to put the interview out. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. So when they see this interview, tell them that we should have did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry, friend. So, yeah, your friend, if you see this. Man, yo, we would we would have had more. That's finished lane because I wanted to do it so bad, man. I wanted to do it. I wanted to put that in there. Because you don't you don't really hear that with these underground albums right now. Like you facts. don't really hear them put like that thought process and put the skits and yeah. You don't hear them. It's just like I said, they just rapping, putting songs together, and then boom. Like nah, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it all the way, and I'm gonna do it way better than everybody else, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure I'm going to have something that stands out to make sure, like, you can actually go back and listen to my shit time and time and time and time and time again. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. Another thing I noticed about this album now, too, is the track WTS and the whole vibe behind that. I was like, wow, I don't think I've heard an underground rap album with a trap beat over it. Yeah, I had to, I had to do that because... I'm a fan of, I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of all type of music. I don't care if it's trap, hip-hop. I'm a fan of it. And me doing that was just basically showing my my versatility and not also not also that and just showing that I, we can take this beat and still rap on it. And, and, you and be yourself. And be yourself, too. And not be like, myself, but not only that, but if you're a real MC or you're a real rapper, you should be able to rap on any beat as long as oh, you're yeah. flow. People can understand you. Everybody understood the song. Everybody liked the song. It's a trap beat, but they still liked it because they understood. And I was actually rapping. And a lot of I don't I don't know. Not to say that any other artist in this lane can't do that, but that's easy for me. So I, I yeah I threw that I really threw that out there. And I I was I was kind of nervous about that, but the feedback that I got back from me, everybody liked it. So did you have to go back and forth with Finn over that? Because I know how Finn's particularly with the music. 
Nah, Finn, Finn was with that. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Finn was with it. And Finn, Finn also agreed with me when it comes to that, too. Like, yeah, like, if you go on these beats, that's definitely going to separate you from other artists in this lane. Yeah. Because my versatility is, like, different. Like, I got some stuff that I, I got some stuff that I recorded, even for my next project, is going to be, like, way left field. So, has the, has the talk with uh, BBM and you about doing a Physics of Filth album because man, I love when Future Wave, Aeson, and Danielson all came together. And the last two Physics of Filth and Bite the Bullet were amazing. My place, I'm like, all right, let's add Family Game Black to the third one. You gotta talk to them, man. Oh, I'm bringing that up to them. I'm, I'm making sure I bring that up. Hey, I, hey I'm, I'm whatever. Like, you know what it is? Like, honestly, we haven't been able to link up because of the whole corona stuff. Yeah. Whole stuff, but, like, once stuff clear up, we're going to start linking back up. But, like, Weston ain't been real busy, too, man. Future Wave been, like, you see all the projects he produced last year. So, yeah. like. Albino Regs. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We can, we'll can. see. We'll see what happens, man. Now, this, now this concert was supposed to be a legendary concert. But, like, at the... At the height of the, when the coronavirus came to the uh, North America, this show didn't happen. The show must have came up on my show like 25 times. The Family Affair show with yeah. like Riggs and Dan. So were you supposed to go into that too? Yeah, I was. I was gonna go to that one too. Yeah, that would have been a legendary concert. Yeah, I was. I was mad about that show because that was gonna be like my first real like. You know what I mean? Oh, you were gonna perform too? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to perform, too. So that was going to be, like, my first real big show. You know what I'm saying? And that was going to be my first time for people to actually really see me. Because, I mean, a lot of people ain't really see me and know what I look like and shit. Like yeah. That. So, yeah, so I was mad about that shit. But I know I know. once all this shit clear up, uh, we definitely oh, probably... You guys are going to have a lot of hits to perform on the road when this all this clears up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? So... I know I'm still I'm still mad about that show, man. But maybe just a gem for you for when you do hit the road. I never seen like you know how Jay like did like reasonable out live in concert and stuff like that. I would like to see you do like ventilation, like the full album in a set, and like have every guest that you have like come out for that right song, and you be able to have that on film. That would be something collectible for the fans, like yo. You know, we got this on DVD, and, and maybe you can even sell it or just keep it for namesake. That's what I like to see as an artist from, because we don't see that nowadays. We don't. We see it on YouTube. But to have, like, a, I don't have a disc by me, but to have a physical disc, that's yeah. something different. Well, you know what? You don't have a physical now because everybody using their phone to record stuff, too, man. So, you know what I mean? Like, even, even with going to a show... You see how some of the shows they telling you not to bring your phone in because they don't even want you to record. They don't even want you to record the show. So, yeah, that'd be dope. I mean, once we once we once we start being able once we start able to tour and they open up everything, man, I know we're gonna definitely definitely be on the road, man. So I'm just I'm just waiting to see uh, what's gonna happen with this whole Corona shit. This shit. <laughs> oh well, fucked up right now. So when you're in the process of like coming up to your follow-up with ventilation now too, did you immediately start like when this was released? Like, all right, this is out, going to round two. Or did you like, let me just wait and soak this in? At first, at first I had to wait and soak it in because like I said, when, when I first, I, I was nervous. I didn't know how. People, really? 
day. I was nervous, man, because I didn't know how people was really going. You got to understand, this is the underground scene, so they like real particular on what they listen to and what yeah, they like. True. You know what I'm, I'm saying? True. It's like, if you trash, you trash, they're going to tell you. So, yeah, I was I was nervous at first. And then when, I, when it dropped and then I got the response back from everybody, I'm like, oh, shit. So everybody was like, I need to work on my next album. But like my 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 album process is a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah. Like I, everybody just write and they just put shit down and they just come back to it and just put this together. That's not me. Like I gotta have a concept. I got the concept and all that shit. So now I didn't I didn't really immediately started writing right away. I did. I was working on something and then I end up taking another route and uh, trying something else. So. Right now, me and uh, me and Slane got a project coming up. Oh shit! Okay, okay. So yeah. do you, do, so do you always want it to work with like just one? Because I know it's on ventilation. There's more than just one producer. So with this upcoming project, did you always want to work with just one producer? Me, I, like I don't understand why they do that. Like me, I don't care. The beat is nice. I don't care who make it. I just want to make the album. If, <laughs> yeah, if, it, yeah. if it fit the album, if it fit what I'm talking about, like why not? You get what I'm saying? But I get I get why they don't do it when it comes to the business side of it and all that shit. But me personally, I'd rather just get this producer, get this producer, get this producer, get this producer, because that also show your versatility too, right? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And what producer you sound good with, if you can sound good. Because the artists know what producer they sound good with. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I wish I could do it like that, but you know. We know how the business works sometimes. Huh? We know how the business is sometimes. Yeah, you know how the business is, man. Politics is usual, so that's, that's what it is, man. Because even, even then was like, I didn't think people was really going to even really pay attention to that. Like, oh, he got this producer. But it's like, we are the same kind of like crew, like squad, right? It's like boot camp clipping and fucking... <laughs> yeah. I mean, they the same thing, right? Aren't they Boot Camp Clip and Sean Price? And they, even though they had Boot Camp and Black Moon and this, they was basically all the same guys. You get what I'm saying? But whatever. That's why when that BBM album come out, I was gonna, ooh, I don't even, oh my God, I was getting chills just thinking about that ever comes out. Ooh. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that you guys talked about that. What? Our BBM album, Brown Bag Money album. Uh, we was, we working on some, we, I mean, we working on a lot of things right now. We just, like I said, we haven't had the time to really link up with each other because of this whole COVID shit and all that shit. Uh, me and Soze. Ah, Cypher Soze. I'm glad you brought that brother up. Yeah, me and him, me and him got something in the cooking up in the works too. We just like, we just haven't had the time to really link up. You know what I'm saying? He just had a daughter and all that stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got some stuff. Like I said, once this whole. Cause our city locked down right now. Yeah, we got curfew and all that shit. Line up just to get bread and shit like that. Well, trust me, I know. <laughs> nah, see, I find the, I find the grocery stores that don't be no lineup. So oh. <laughs> it's, it's too goddamn cold to be waiting in the fucking lineup. That's crazy. They got people waiting in the lineup, and it's negative. 30,000 degrees outside, like, y'all crazy, You're gonna man. get sick just by standing over yeah, there. Yeah, people are gonna get sick, man. They ain't gonna be able to come to the grocery store. Then y'all ain't gonna have no customers. Then y'all, like, it's crazy. It's backwards, some of the shit. Man, it's just backwards, man. So, I like how you brought up Cypher Soze, man, because I don't know if you two ever thought about becoming a duo. Man, but damn, yo, I have this thing for, like, collaborations. I'm like, these two artists would sound the same, man. Luigi would work like that. 
So I would love to see you and Cypher Soze do something. Yeah, because me me and him think the same same way. We think the same way when it comes to music. Even when like when we was talking about the project and Finn was like, God, you guys can't do all this. And we like, what? We want to do nothing but fucking hard fucking bullshit. We don't (laughs) want none of that. None of that shit. So we already got the same mind. We got to, we got to, like I said, we got some, we got some gems in the cup. We just haven't had the time to link up. You know what I'm saying? Link and link up and do the work. But we're going to have something. We're going to have something coming out. Just, just be prepared. Just, just be patient. Yeah. See, see, you see, we both witnessed the error when there was like decline with merchandise. I think it was around 2005 to 2015 ish. Like the decline with merchandise. And what I noticed is, like, with this new renaissance, like, we're starting to see, like, the renaissance of you being able to sell CDs, cassettes, vinyls, hoodies, and it actually sells. This wasn't going on 15 years. I remember when that was declining, everyone's like, oh, it's going digital now. It's like, no, yo, everything comes full circle at the end of the day. Because, you know, it's crazy. I just got off the phone with my cousin. He was talking to me about the, about streaming, and I'm like, he's like, yo, people make the money with the streams. And I'm just looking, I'm just listening to him like, yeah, but you got to have, like, millions and millions and millions of streams. And I said, now think about me selling a goddamn old-ass fucking record that nobody fucking buys in this day and age, and I sold records. So it's like, nah, that's dope to be able to sell a physical copy of music in this era where everybody is worried about streams, 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 streams. Got to get so many goddamn streams. And when you can get, if you got all these people streaming your music and you can't sell no product, that don't make no goddamn sense. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's it's dope. It's dope. It must be like a good feeling too because like I'm pretty sure like half the people who buy the vinyls like don't even like don't have to sit to play it on. And I, I think a lot that's a lot a lot of it be too because even people when I, when I went back home and they like, nigga, you selling records? This ain't the '60s. But I said, <laughs> I saw records in this in this day and age where everybody's focused on streams and they like, oh shit, you know what? You right, you right. So, yeah, man. I mean. Record companies definitely gonna look at that. You don't think they're not gonna look at oh, that? Yeah. that? Somebody is selling a, a vinyl and selling out of their vinyls. They looking at yo, this man is selling. This he's making money off his music. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. If, uh, yeah, it's dope. And um, and to to be able to to have the market and to have the fans to do that, I'm definitely. That's the only thing I'm learning is the business aspect of it with like the vinyls and having an album done and sending it in and waiting and all that stuff. So that aspect, I'm learning to have a process with that as to where if I want to do certain type of certain projects for the year, when I'm going to do them, when I'm going to have them done, uh, when I'm going to go get the masters for the vinyls and all that stuff. So that's the only process I'm learning to, to establish how to have a process with that. But yeah, in this day and age, to be able to sell physical it's dope, bro. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't care about no goddamn streams. So what are you? What are your views on social media? Knowing that you came up where there was a time where this wasn't existed, like you actually had to learn about the artist through the music. What you mean, like, like, like before, like you know how, like, like everyone's so accessible. Like sometimes, like you can hit them, and sometimes you get a reply back, right? But I remember there was a time back in the day where you listen to that artist and you learn from them from their music it's like oh i never knew feral Mont had asthma 
because artists is ex- I think because we live in a time where people gotta expose themselves so much to make people pay attention to you. And as you can see from my social media, I've never been the type of I don't have a lot of pictures on my. I was gonna say you only you don't got that much on there, but when it's nah, music, oh yes. I don't I don't I don't want people to get distracted from the music. You get what I'm saying? When you know all this other shit about me, then you be interested in this and then you wanna know about this and then you wanna know about this fight and then you wanna know about me and my girl. You don't need to be knowing about that shit. You need to be the music. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's what that's what makes people not wanna listen to their music no more because uh. put out music, like some of these mainstream artists, they put out music. But they got so much fuckery going on in their life that you pay attention to the fuckery more than you pay attention to the music. And they do so much fuckery that you're not even worried about the music. Yeah. What the next dumb shit he gonna do? You get what I'm saying? So that's why I don't like to expose myself like that because I want people to be focused and 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 stay on the music. Like for example, you know who's the the best two artists? In, in, in music who are good at that is Jay-Z and Drake. Oh, okay. We don't even know about the shit that happened with Drake because somebody else exposed that shit. But other than that, like, you don't really know nothing about their life. That's why you only, when you want to know about what they going through, you got to go listen to their music. Yeah. They talk about everything he go about in his music. You don't see him in no interviews. You don't see him go this. You don't see him on IG, Facebook, none of that shit. Be smart. That's how you're supposed to be. That's how the art is supposed to I, I feel like when you expose yourself too much and you, you put yourself out there too much, people get tired of you. You know what I'm saying? We live in the age people see shit today and then they forget about you tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? But me, like even me keeping myself in the mystery and not exposing myself and just keeping it to the music, that's how I like to keep my music and keep your music timeless. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't want to eat me all the time get tired of me and shit like that see i like the way that you put it like that now too because i bet you years from now you're gonna look back on ventilation it's like man that was your thank me later that was your reasonable doubt i mean but look if you think about it right let's take let's take this era away and take the era that when we grew up in music the only way we really knew about them is either through music videos and reading magazines but you never knew nothing about what they was going on. You were just fascinated with the music and whatever they said in the music. That's what. That's the only thing you knew about it. But it's not until people started doing the DVDs and going up to people and filming them and going to their hood. That's when that yeah, shit. Facts. People now. People got now. That's another fascination now. So once they started doing that, it kind of added to the culture of the hip hop. So it's like now when you see this artist, you hear the music, okay, we want to see where you come from. If you really from where you, you get what I'm saying? So all of that play, it does play a part into it. Now, I don't like to implement it too much because like I said, yeah. it's away from your music because now people is like, okay, we listen to his music. We, we wasn't sure if the music was real. Now we know it's real. What else next? Ah. Uh. See, oh, see, I don't think the average listener would think about it like that. Like, you oh, see what I'm saying? Like you that. gotta look. You gotta look at it like you gotta look at it like the movies, right? You don't know nothing about these actors unless it's like interviews 
or gossip. They don't really come out and expose their life because they want you to not know about their life because they need you to every time they come out with that character, you feed into that character so you can never distinct of who they are as a real person when it comes to like famous celebrities. Yo, you're, you're sp spitting gems right now because if anybody out there listening, if you try to look up one of your favorite actors, you notice like they don't have social media like that. They don't got social media, bro. They don't. They don't. They don't want. They don't want you to. They don't want you to deteriorate their mind from their artistry and they they work and what they do as an actor. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I I kind of take that that concept from the actors. They don't be want. They don't want you. They want you to. You see that every time you see them, that's a great actor. You don't know nothing, nothing else about fucking what they like. Like, look at the whole shit with Will and Jada. You think they fucking, you think Will wanted to know that shit about his life? You get yeah. what I'm saying? This is goddamn I Am Legend. This is goddamn Muhammad Ali, bro. This is goddamn Men in Black, bro. Like, Hancock, that, come on. It takes, it takes away from you get what I'm not that it will it takes away that much but it's just like damn you're looking at this person different now you get what I'm saying so well it's like what you said about earlier too about it being so much fuckery you won't even focus on the music I remember when August Alcina said that everybody was focused on the fuckery and he was promoting the album at the same time nobody was talking about that album and everybody's gonna remember that incident you know how you know how much that incident people gonna remember with will it's gonna be it's gonna be remembered it's gonna be, re be remembered like his movies bro <laughs> that's something that's never ever 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 gonna go away bro it's not so that's why people gotta watch it as far as exposing themselves and what they expose and bringing these people into your world because we're not living in a generation where People are like, people just look and they just automatically believe what they see. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So you get what, people, we live in that era and I'm not that type of person to put something out there to make somebody believe something that's false about me. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not going to expose certain things. I feel like even though I am doing music and I am an artist and I do have to expose myself, I'm still human. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So I, like, I'm not with the heavy exposure and shit like that. I'm going to start taking a little bit more pictures, though. Like, okay. just, take a, just throwing an outfit and just taking a nice little picture. Yeah, I don't mind doing that, but, yeah. But it's like what you said now, too. It makes, like, instead of them fascinated with what's going on in your ear, it's like, damn, you know, like, the music, man. The music. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, they, some people be, some people be, like, not like, like, for example, right? Like, uh, What's the guy? Freddie Gibbs. Like, I heard a lot of people go to his IG. Like, he make dope music. He's a dope-ass artist. But another thing that he... He's funny. You it's get what I'm saying? on IG, yeah. So now people want to hear your music, and they probably going to want to hear some jokes and funny shit. You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's part of his brand and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever adds to your brand is cool. Which, I, I mean... Not like not every exposure is good exposure, but if you using the exposure to benefit to your brand, then I don't have nothing against that. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. A lot of people just be exposing themselves for fucking getting likes and all that. I don't give a fuck about my goddamn like because I know I know more people in real life than I do on my IG. Oh yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that that that's that's where my connection lies. Like I don't care about the IGs and all that stuff. I just use it to 
for my music and you all that. You use it for what it's for. Like, you don't use it for your purpose. You use it for strategetic purposes. Yeah, 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 man. I want to keep it. I want to keep people focused on the music, man. Man, see, what I like about interviews now, um, it may even be like four or five seconds, but when I, before I got into media, when I'm watching my favorite artist, they would say something inspirational. It'd be like maybe only five seconds, and that inspirational thing, I would stick with it. It would get me through something. So maybe there's a young man or a young woman who's a big family game black fan out there and really needs to hear some encouraging words. So with that being said, I asked this question to like guests who I know will give an incredible answer with this, and I believe you're definitely one of them. So with that being said, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place looking for the light? Um, The best thing I can tell you when you in a dark place is is uh man that's really hard because everybody everybody play everybody dark places is different you know what i'm saying but for for me the first thing i can tell you to do is you can't think about it i know it's it's hard not to say but if you still have it in your mind it's not gonna go so you have to find anytime you feel like you're in a dark place you got to find something that can add some light to your life. If you like riding a bike, if you like jogging, if you like, you got to find something to do that it will take your mind off. Keep yourself occupied. Find some light. Find something that you can do to make, you know what I'm saying, to add some light into your life. That's the that's the best advice I can do because, like I said, being in that, being in that state, it's kind of hard to kind of tell somebody what to do. Unless they got people around them that's like always, you know, I'm looking out for them and making sure they're good because I was fortunate to have that, you know what I mean? So having good people around you, but you always have to, if you in the dark, no, you in the dark by yourself. So you have to get yourself out of that dark and you can't depend on nobody else to get you out of that. But you have to find something that you like because we all like something. Oh, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Whatever you like to do, take your mind off of that. That would be my best solution. And once you do that, if you feel like you need help, go get you some counseling. Go talk to a therapist. Go talk to somebody. Go find a close family member. Find somebody, you know what I'm saying? Find somebody you can talk to to get that darkness out of you. Because a lot of people be in dark places because they holding on to dark shit. You get what I'm saying? They holding on to stuff that's in their life that's been dark. But you can't hold on to that. That's the one thing I learned about dark. What's the opposite of dark? The light. What's the opposite of what's the opposite of good? Evil. What's the opposite of sun? Dark. What's the opposite of life? Death. So you gotta understand that's life. And if we don't understand that balance of life, we'll always be in a dark spot. Because with life it's gonna be light, it's gonna be dark, it's gonna be sun, it's gonna be moon, it's gonna be life. It's going to be death. That's why they tell you hope for the best and prepare for the worst. You see why they tell you prepare for the worst? You know why they tell you that, right? No, I don't actually. They already telling you to pre- prepare for the worst because bad shit going to happen. Regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. So when you when you already prepare for bad things to happen, when they hit, it won't affect you as much because you have to understand that's life. That's the balance of life is good, evil, night, day, good, bad, life, death. So you have to understand. That's why they say we all, everybody, everybody 
wants everything to be good, happy, the best, right? That's why they say we hope for that shit because we know realistically that's not how that's not how yeah. shit goes. You get what I'm saying? We, I think we forget that. We forget that. Because if we didn't forget that, we wouldn't let so much things affect us. And the things that affect us, we got to look at the situation of what caused the situation, how the situation happened. I know a lot of situations be unfortunate, but a lot of shit do be preventional too. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So it's just it's just a balance, bro. Just But when you're in that dark space, you just got to find something that can bring some light into your life and get, get some help. If you feel like you need help, go get some help. Like I said, the brain is a muscle too. You know what I'm saying? So they got doctors for that. You get what I'm saying? It's a muscle. It's a body part. It's, in, it's inside you. People think because we can't physically work on it. That it can't that be it, worked on, yeah. That it can't be, that it can't get sick. Brains get sick too. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you feel like that, anytime you feel like you're in a dark place, I feel like you are sick mentally. You get what I'm saying? For you to feel like that, if you're alive, you get what I'm saying? If you're alive and you feel dark and you feel low, and that means that your brain is sick. It needs help. It needs some type of attention. So get attention, man. Go get you some some, some real medical attention if you really feel like that. Man, I never expected to get a, such an in-depth answer like that. Wow, that was... Oh. It's serious, because like... I'm only speaking that I'm only speaking from my own experiences. You get what I'm saying? That's what all ventilation was about. Yeah. Me going through so much traumatizing things and me not being able to deal with it and not being able to let it go and harboring on it and mentally, yeah, I'm healthy physically, but I wasn't healthy because mentally I'm not right in my right mind and my mind is not mentally healthy. And I make irrational decisions because my mind is not functioning. It's like driving a car that got bad brakes and all that shit. You're just going to fuck up other shit. You get what I'm saying? So the brain is a muscle. So people have to know that it's a muscle too. And it's, it has, it can get fixed. Go see doctors. Go get some help. Go get a therapist. Talk to somebody. And I like how we got a therapeutic album by you, by Ventilation. And I'm glad that we got this type of album because it's needed like it's something that you can look back on and say damn yo like i really put my blood sweat and tears into this project it's sold people related to it and i found a whole new fan base because of it that's what i like about this project so i already know you're already gonna have a break 10 next years 15 years ahead of you yeah man i just i just basically it's like a polar word picture you take your negative and turn it to a positive just paint the picture for people to see and just I painted this picture and it was beautiful artwork so that's all I did you just gotta learn how to I just took something negative you know what I'm saying and, and put it into my music and, and look what manifested from that so that's another thing too learning how to take something negative and put it into something positive because that you the, the it, it goes to show you that all that negative energy that you felt and you went through and you put it into something and then look what came out of that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm living testament to that shit. Like, I put a lot of shit that I didn't want to be talking about my brother getting shot in the head. Like, that was something, that yeah. was something dear and deep to me. Like, even my sisters hearing that, they like the song, but they remember the incident 
incident so vividly, like, you know what I mean? But they still like the song. So that that wasn't real easy for me to talk about and put it on album and put it out for the world to hear about that because that was something that traumatized me. But, I mean, I made something beautiful out of it and then Ace put his verse on it and Ace was talking about stuff that I didn't even know and going through cancer and then when I talked to him about it, he told me the the situation, like the whole situation with his mom and the, what she went through and stuff, and I'm like, damn. So it kind of like it worked, it coincided. And yeah. The song, the song came out a beautiful song. So, damn, you know, I never see this. Was a, so anytime that you want to come back on promote anything, all you got my number. All you got to do is just like yo, low, do round two, because the platform is yours just as much as any Canadian out there. Because I want to help expose you guys to the western side now too because down in the west we don't really have a daniel son or or cypher soze or an ace on ace or that's why when you said you're not only of toronto but all of canada you you're said where you at, where you at you in uh saskatchewan see that see that shit that shit far as hell it's cold it's, is it cold as fuck it's oh yeah it's not cold as fuck <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it toronto is cold enough for me but Goddamn up! Now you see why motherfuckers think Canada Canadians live in goddamn igloos. Yeah, I can't. Goddamn Like I used to be like people used to be like people like yeah I think we live in igloos and I, like, I don't know why but then when the winter time get here and I say okay I see why I see man, why it's, it's cold but yeah that's what I'm saying man we're not just representing for Toronto man we represent for all of Canada man and that's that's dope that you way way over there and you. You know what I'm saying? You, you listen to our music and you uh, tune to our music. So that's dope. You know what I mean? So we're not only not oh, any time, but if not only that, there's also certified legends that's been on the show and they tap into like what I post on Instagram. So what I like to say is now too, I remember when I had Ace on Eastwood and Planet Asia on the same show, um, there was another guest that, that was on there and then Planet Asia heard of him. Next thing you know, Planet Asia is working with this artist. So maybe one day, you know, maybe Feral Mantra, OC will see us. But then, I like Family Game Black. Let me reach out to him. Man, I hope so, man. Because it's it's crazy. It's crazy that some of the people that's been like messaging me on IG and shit, and then linking up. I mean, hollering at me and shit. So yeah, man, this is definitely dope. That's why when I seen this shit, I said, "Yo, I have to holler at you." Because, that's it. Like that when I say we have people who push this, we need. You know what I'm saying? More people like you to hear our music and push it out to the masses. You get what I'm saying? Because just like we got a voice, your voice is very important too. You get what I'm saying? Because people want to be looking to you as what music to listen to, what artists to listen to. You know what I'm saying? So you play, just as much as I play a part, you play a real, real, real big part in this shit too. And I appreciate that you definitely tapped in with the music and you uh, put it out to the masses for the masses to definitely take it in. It's dope, man. Hey, man, if I can help somebody become greatness and actually become legendary in life, yo, man, I could just say, I'm like, yo, seeing this guy's growth, good enough for me. But you, you, you le- like I said, you legendary in yourself because it's like I said, it's like you got the artist, you got the, you got the kind of, what do you, how would I want to call it? Like the coaches to kind of like stare to show people what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you, you play a big part in this. You got to understand your role in this. It's like, Chess, everybody plays their part. And if you understand where your part is at, trust me, you'll be a legend in this shit too, bro. Because like I said, your 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 perspective on this is similar to 
art, a lot of artists who do do this music, and a lot of people who want to get into this music will understand the real of the music. You get what I'm saying, yeah. and you you play a pivotal part in that. You get what I'm saying, so. You're going to be legendary too, bro. Trust me. I appreciate when we get the Joe Rogan studio. I'll fight BBM. And I was like, yo, guys, party at the studio. Let's get on. Yeah, yeah. Because you see how you put you see how you put your your, your OG on to, the, to Daniel's son and boom. he Now he coming back listening to Daniel's son. So yeah, that like shit I, fucked me up. Yeah, I ain't got to find no yeah, but that's, You got to understand, that's the power that you have. You get what I'm saying? Because the older generation feel like the younger generation don't know what time it is. You get what I'm saying? But because you know what time it is, you like, yo, OG, check this out. And he like coming back like, yo, why you been ain't put me on it? Like, you know what I mean? So like I said, you play, you got to understand that, bro. I'm going to take that one around, fam. Remember that. Man, make sure you do, bro. Because like I said, man, your, your voice and you doing stuff like this, plays a big, 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 big part too, bro, because like I said, you you tapped into a market that I don't got. I'm tapping into a market that we both tapping into markets that we don't got. So you get what I'm saying? When people see me and they see you, they're going to be like, okay, when it comes to the music and interviews and he got the real artists or he got the good artists or he got the quality artists that put you in a position too. So understand that, bro. Hey, well, man, I appreciate you dropping gems even on me. So before yeah. we close this out, um, is there anything that you want to let the people know where they can support you, put some bread in your pocket? I'll put uh, all the links to Gold Air and stuff in the link below, people. But I want you, I want you to man to say right it. now, right now, not yet because I haven't got, I haven't got the business yet, and I haven't like, I haven't, I sold out all of my vinyls. I still have oh some shit! CDs. Okay, so it's not even not yeah. Oh shit! The vinyls are gone, but I still have some CDs left. But right now, for the next project, it's definitely gonna be some merch and all that stuff. Like I'm, like I said, I literally just. Hey, you want to rap? Okay, let's go and then put the album out. And then it's like, so now I'm learning everything, trying to get the paperwork and all this shit. And yeah, so but the next album is definitely going to be merch and all that shit. All right, man, when you surprised I got to see your website. I got, some, I got some clothing line ideas too that's going to tie in with what I got going on too, but I'm not going to get too, too much into that. Yeah, please work. save some stuff for a surprise. Yeah, for that but yeah just uh just y'all just get ready for the next project that's coming up should be coming up sometime april may we're looking to push this out but yeah we definitely gonna have some uh merch and all that stuff definitely gonna have you back and we'll break it all down track by track i was quote some of your lyrics right down every song we'll get right into it when that second album drops okay okay are we supposed to do that tonight too oh no we're, what i'd like to do for a first-time artist it's like, I like okay. to, like, get, like, the feeling out from it. And then when they come back for the second one, it's like, break it down. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's basically it, man. Y'all just, like I said, y'all gonna, honestly, y'all gonna see a lot more of me this year. You get what I'm saying? I'm just trying to put a little bit more work into, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm not at work and shit. Like, so much shit happened with the corona shit, so that kind of put me in a better advantage as far as time-wise, because I work a lot and shit, so. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely gonna see. Hey man, yo, we can't wait, man. You're the ventilation, you're fan for life right here. So man, just another classic interview and one of the most in depth and prolific interviews from one of the most prolific artists from the Canadian side. Family Game Black. We appreciate yeah. you. Alright, Lo, you be good, bro. One time.